You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on back to the Locked On Syracuse podcast on Christmas Eve today, or whenever you are listening. Happy holidays to everyone out there. We've got part two coming up with Eric Devendorf, a fun chat with him, really insightful discussion on the Syracuse basketball team. If you missed part one, go back and check that out. We're going to get into more of his early impressions here from the team, as well as his new podcast. Ask him a little bit about that, the Scores Table podcast, which has been fun to follow along with. But if you're new to the show, please hit subscribe, leave a comment, review, rate us. Any of that stuff always helps us out and helps spread the word about the podcast. You can also find our Twitter page at LO underscore Syracuse or just by searching Locked on Syracuse in the Twitter box there. So thanks for listening to everyone out there. Happy holidays, and let's get into part two with Devo. This 14-day pause that that's this program's on right now, obviously something that none of these guys have had to deal with. I mean, if you ask any of them, they probably haven't taken 14 straight days off of basketball since when? Like they were in third grade, maybe? So when you, if you were put in this situation where you had to take 14 days off, what would you be telling these guys, or if you were the coach of this team, what would you be telling these guys to make sure they're maximizing these two weeks? Whatever they can do to stay in shape, that's what they got to do. You got to go outside and run. You got to get on a treadmill, uh, push-ups, sit-ups, agility, ladder, whatever it is. If, if you want to be able to stay in shape and um, be ready when that time comes to play again, then you got to you got to do those things. You got to do the things that, um, you know, not a lot of people probably want to do. You know what I mean? It, it could get, it could be it can be very easy to get lazy during these times, especially when um, you have an excuse of, oh, I can't get in here or I can't do this. You got to find a way, man. And um, that's what the great players do. They find a way when, um, you know, a lot of options aren't there, you know. And, you know, I think these guys are going to do that. They don't they got pride. They don't want to go out there um, after this, uh, you know, 14 day, uh, 14 day pause and, and look like crap. You know what I mean? So. Um, these guys got to find a way if they can find a way to get into a gym, uh, you know, or whatever it is, uh, they got to do it. But that's the only way to, uh, you know, to keep up with you know, what they got going as far as conditioning, and as far as skill work. You brought up Woody Newton earlier and how you've liked how he's just not showing any fear. We saw that he comes in the game and nails a three in his first ever action. And I think a lot of fans have been impressed with the same thing with him. How good do you think he could be, and what does he have to work on to kind of get to that next level? Maybe not even this year, but just down the road to continue to grow and round out his game. I mean, he's young. Like he, he kind of reminds me of James Sutherland in a way. You know, he he can shoot the ball. Uh, he's pretty athletic. He can move well. Um, I think he has to work on it in his body. You know, he's he's a freshman. He still has that baby fat on him. I think he can he can really um, you know tone up and get stronger. Um, you know, and, and just learn the game more. You know, he, he has a natural feel. Uh, but now when you really start sitting down and, and breaking down film and watching the game, um, it's just going to make you that much better. But um, he has the tools, man. He's you know, 6'8", can shoot the ball, athletic, moves well. Uh, just has to work on his body and his conditioning. And, uh, you know, he has a high ceiling as well. You know, he can, he can really be an impact player here at Syracuse, um, you know, for years to come. You mentioned early on about how the whole the Griffin block and the fact that there's no fans in the stands right now and how it kind of sucks the energy out of some of these big moments. And, and he even had that dunk against Bryant too. 
But if you were a player and, and you were a big time energy guy, what what are some of the ways that you feel like you could create your own energy? Like I remember watching back the Baylor Illinois game, one of the first games of the season, and both of those benches were creating their own energy. So what would you be doing as a player to kind of create your own energy? Because sometimes we see the Syracuse team come out very sluggish. Yeah, well, you know, if you're asking me when I'm playing, you know, I can create my own energy. Obviously, I love <laughs> I love the crowd and I love feeding off, you know, their energy, but you know, I love to play and and now you're just going to hear me talking stuff with no crowd, with no crowd. You know, that's so that's just how that goes. But, um, you know, this is what guys have been doing their whole life, man. Obviously, it's different with no crowd, but it's no excuse not to go out there and play hard. You know, um, when you were growing up, you didn't have 30,000 fans watching you. You, you might have had five. You know what I mean? It depending on you know where you played at. But um, these guys got to continue to, uh, like you said, bring their own energy, find their own energy. You got to get it from the bench. You got to get it from your teammates or whoever it is. Um, but, you know, you're at a high level uh, college basketball program. And um, this year is different. You have to find a way to adapt. And, and that's what coach expects you to do. What are some things that make this year's team maybe a little bit different than the past, you know, two or three years of Syracuse teams? Uh, you know, I just think it's this year it's a little bit more depth. Um, we're playing – um, more guys than we probably usually would. And, and, you know, like I said before, it's a lot of different factors because of the COVID situation and everything like that. People being, you know, sat out and, and things. But, um, you know, I, I like this group, man. Like I said, it's depth would be uh, one for me. And then, uh, you know, probably having young guys that can come in and contribute right away, you know, with two of them who are going to get significant amount of minutes this season, uh, you know, hoping that we continue. Um, you know, be consistent as we can with the season going forward. But um, we got young guys who can play. Um, we got depth. And then everyone on the team isn't scared. You know, guys guys who look to get after it. They're not worried about making mistakes. Uh, we have a lot of confident guys. And, and that goes a long way. Like, that goes, you know, a long way, like, more than you guys really know because, um, you know, you can see it in Joe sometimes. When you doubt yourself, uh, your game slides a little bit, you know, and, and I, like I said, I told them, I text them, Hey man, don't let them see it. Don't let them see that you're, you're upset about missing shots or making a turnover. And, uh, you know, he'll get it. He gets it. But, um, that's what I really like about this team. They have no fear and, um, you know, guys are just going out there and getting after it. I know the fan base has been kind of rough on Joe at times this season because of the, some of the performances that he's put up, but what, what for you, if you were in his shoes, what would you be doing differently? And maybe whether it's, I don't know, the shot selection or, or some of the decision-making, what, what is it for him that you feel like he is at his best when he is doing this? Well, I mean, obviously, he, I think um, it's good that we have Kadari because he can play off the ball. Um, and it gives him, you know, more opportunities to come and score off the ball. And a lot of times when you're bringing the ball up, you know, you got to, handle a lot more you got to handle the pressure you got to make more decisions um you know you got to take care of the ball a little bit better um but man for joe he just has to stay in the gym he has to stay working he has to stay consistent can't worry about what other people say people are always going to have something to say regardless if you're doing good or bad you know um, so really control the controllables um you know keep getting your work in you know don't let a few missed shots get you down i mean it's early in the season you know it's we played seven games you know so we got hopefully we got a lot more to go and 
Um, you know, he hasn't played bad every game. You know, he's had games where he's he's won it for us or he's he's led us, you know, like we talked about earlier. So um, he just has to continue to get work in, man, and um, and not worry about the outside. And, and Coach is telling him the same thing. Handle your business on the court, in the locker room. Um, you know, don't show that these, you know, comments outside of the program are affecting you. And he'll be fine. You know, guys, we got a big sports weekend coming up here over the holiday break. A lot of NBA games, as always. NFL is in full swing, getting ready for the postseason. So I'm sure you guys will be relaxing like me, or at least I hope you are relaxing and watching some sports over the weekend. And when you're doing that, be sure to reach for Coors Light. Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what sport is on this fall, Saturdays are your time to chill. It is therapeutic for you guys. Just have some uninterrupted me time an excuse to chill and drink some beer. Coors Light is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. It is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. My favorite beer out there and the one I always choose when I need to unwind on the weekend. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Please remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's the best time of the year right now, and I'm not just saying that because it's the holiday time. I'm saying that because there are more sports on than you could dream of, and there's no better way to complement your sports viewing experience than by getting in on a little bit of the action, and what better way to do it than with betonline.ag. It's the only place that we trust, and it's got you covered with everything that you could possibly imagine. Spreads, totals, prop bets, money lines, You can even get in on some live betting action as well. They've got it all. There's NFL games every single day from Friday all the way through Monday. So you got to get on the action at betonline.ag. You've also got college football bowl games that are in full swing. And even though Syracuse isn't playing right now, there are loads and loads of college basketball games on the docket right now over the next couple of weeks. So get in on the action. Go to betonline.ag and sign up today for a free account. Use our promo code too, locked on, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. You put in 100, they'll give you $50 for free. So go to betonline.ag. Don't sit on those sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I don't really worry about him too much just because I feel like he's kind of proven that he's got like some mental strength to him. And, you know, when he was in high school, he was dealing with a lot in terms of the fame and everything. And it seemed like he's kind of made it through some hiccups maybe in the past. So when you talk about him like as a player and you've got to know him probably a little bit over your time, does he kind of remind you of maybe yourself a little bit when you look at his sort of mental strength and his just his ability to like hit those big shots, even though he was struggling. I remember that first game against Bryant, he knocks down those two big threes at the end of the game. And that kind of helped them win the game, even though he was really struggling early on. Yeah. I mean, Joe's a confident guy. Um, The the biggest thing with him, like I said, just continue to get your work and continue to play. Like there's games where you're going to struggle, but like you said, his his mindset is he's a tough guy. Like he's a, he's a football guy, um, you know, in high school. So like he he has that um, that mental side of it. Uh, it's tough when you have expectations, you know, from from back home, you're close, and you know, from your coaching staff, from you know all the Syracuse community, it can be tough, man. 
you know, you're you're on like center stage in a community who really um, loves basketball. You know what I mean? That's all. <laughs> that's all. That's all people are talking about it. So uh, they're really going to nitpick and and try to pick out every single detail. You know, they can and, and about how you're doing. But uh, man, he's handling it well. You know, it's it's he's a young kid, so he's going to have times where he's thinking about it for sure. I mean, who doesn't? We'd say if if we say we don't think about what people say about us. Sometimes we'd be lying. You know what I mean? I think the biggest thing is once you think about it, you just let it pass through and then get back to your work. So, um, man, Joe's going to be fine, man. He'll, he'll be all right. Was there a particular, I don't know, whether it's like a, a blog post or a newspaper article that really fueled you during your time and when maybe, not that it, you let the outside noise get to you, but more you used it as bulletin board material? I don't know, man. Not really. Like I never really had a, uh, I didn't really care about that stuff. Like I knew like when I got on the court, like I, I had it myself, I had to prove to myself, like, I'm gonna go and kill this dude. Like, that's just my mindset. Like I didn't, I wasn't worried about what other people were saying. You know what I mean? Like this, this is what I've been doing my whole life. You know? So I didn't, I didn't need that motivation. You know, my, the motivation was already in me <laughs> every time I stepped on the court. That's what I love to do. So, um, yeah, that wasn't, that it really didn't play a factor for me. All right, before we let you go, let's let's talk a little bit about the podcast, the scores table. I'm obviously biased, but I, I think you've been <laughs> crushing it. And it's been fun to to be a part of it and listen to all these episodes. Just for you, what's the, the whole process been like of getting into the podcast and getting to talk to some of these former Syracuse guys? Man, it's been cool. Like I, I told you before, Tim, like um, I never did anything like this. Um, it, it was me kind of getting outside of my comfort zone. Obviously, I, I did radio shows, and um, but I wasn't the one really handling it. You know what I mean? I was kind of just chirping in and, and giving my opinion. Um, now, this is kind of a whole nother ball game, but it's really been fun, man. Like, um, you know, I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself when I'm doing something new because I want to be good at it, right? I, I think that's what everyone does. They want to they wanna have success at it. Um, but, you know, as we keep doing more episodes, um, it keeps – getting much more comfortable to me each time like this last one we just did with Wes like you know I, I you said it was probably the best one I felt like it was like it was yeah. one of the it was one of the better ones man and and you know all of them have been pretty cool but this one was just um you know it, it just flowed like everything was just kind of flowing it wasn't really any um like stage type you know what I mean it was it was uh, it felt good man so um you know I I, I really enjoyed doing it and um, you know, I appreciate you for making it easier for me and appreciate Jeff and Rob. Like they really make it easy. All I got to do is, uh, show up on zoom and, and ask some questions, you know? So, uh, it, it's been cool, man. I'm looking forward to, uh, to keep continuing it and, and get better with it. Yeah. For, for those who don't know, and to pull back the curtain a little bit, but Tim is the producer for Devo's podcast. And I guess I got to yeah. ask you this, like how many times has Tim just messed something up? Like forgot <laughs> to hit record. No. Um, but w when you look at, when you look at who and what this podcast, the opportunities it can present for you, is there like a dream guest to get on this show for you? Whether like, I feel like, cause you started off with Bayheim, right? I feel like that's the, yeah. the king of the castle. Like you're, you're pretty much checking <laughs> off the biggest high. box in terms of Syracuse fandom right out of the gate. And, but is there someone that you really want to get on this show? Well, I really want to get mellow. You know, um, I've been trying to, you know, it's just, it's tough, especially now with the season starting, um, you know, he probably doesn't, he doesn't even really respond. Uh, he probably has like six phones, but um, yeah, I really, I really want to get mellow on just because that's, I mean, 
when you think about Syracuse, you think about Bayheim, you think about Mello. You know what I mean? So, and, and like you said, we've already had some great guests. Like, I mean, Coach Bayheim, Mike Hopkins, GMAC. Uh, we just had Wes, Paul Harris, uh, Lawrence Moulton, the all-time leading scorer in Syracuse history. So, uh, you know, we had some good good guests on. You know what I mean? So, um, I think Mello would be would be great, man. And, and then, obviously, like the younger guys, like I want to get Jeremy Grant. I want to get Dion. Uh, you know, guys like that. And, and hopefully, like, when, you know, we start getting into it more and start expanding, hopefully we can get, you know, guys from outside of Syracuse who, who've who had that Syracuse experience like we've been talking about. Um, because a lot of people have. A lot of people love Syracuse, man. Um, and, and I would like to get their perspective on, um, on that as well. So, yeah, it, it's been fun, man. Well, Devo, we appreciate all your time. We love listening to your show and uh, keep up the great work, not just with uh, the podcast, but also in the community. Again, you can check out his GoFundMe. If you just go to a Twitter account, you can find it right away. But go to his GoFundMe and, and be sure to help out some of these local businesses. By the way, how, how are you uh, picking which businesses are getting the money? So once we raise the money, um, I'm going to set out some guidelines and um, you know, have people email me and write in to why do they deserve it. And then we'll put like, you know, all the guidelines and, and questions that they need to answer. Um, like we're going to have, you know, make sure you're still paying the employees and um, we'll come up with a few other questions just to make sure it's legitimate because we don't just want to give out the money to anybody who, you know, is trying to get a little extra cash. You know how that goes sometimes. So, right. um, and, and it's sad that we have to worry about that, but um, that's just how it is. So um, we'll put out some guidelines to where, uh, you know, people have to kind of go by and, um, you know, we'll see who emails us and we'll kind of go through them and, and we'll choose it from there. All right, Dave, I appreciate all your time. Appreciate all your insight. Continue the great work. And thanks so much again for joining us. All right, man. I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. All right. Fun having Devo on. That was a great chat with him, Ty. He's, He's always got best, some man. good insight. Both on the court, on the mic, in the community. He's the best all around guy. Yeah, so we want to take some time here to wrap up the show and really wrap up the week. Wish you guys happy holidays and everything. We will not be on the air tomorrow on Friday because of Christmas. I, I think that's we, – we deserve that day off. We'll, we'll take that day off. Listen, it's, also, it may, maybe it's not a well-deserved day off, but it's a well-negotiated day off by us. Yes, right. It, but there are some football news that came out kind of later in the week here. We just want to talk briefly about that before we get out here. First things first is Justin Lampson has announced the quarterback commit and the quarterback recruit of the 2021 cycle. A guy we really like has announced that he is enrolling early, which, Ty, when I first saw the tweet, I was terrified because I thought it was him announcing he had decommitted or something like that and that's what i thought just, too the same yeah. exact thing went through my mind and you see it it scared it, me you know what it reminds me of you remember at the beginning of covid when there was news left and right and there was the sometimes you'd see the generic tweet of like if something bad was happening in baseball you'd see a generic tweet of a bag of bp balls or if there was a generic basketball bad tweet there was just the nba ball sitting on the baseline that's what it kind of felt like for me when I saw that tweet go out. Yeah, it was scary at first, but overall, great news. I'm, I'm really excited that he's decided to do this, and you'd imagine he has talked to the coaching staff, and they believe that, you know, it's in his best interest to come in early. And now I, I do think he's got a shot to be in the conversation of will he be the starter game one, but with Garrett Schrader in the fold with the senior and Tommy DeVito, not super likely. I just think it's great that he's getting on campus early. He'll get to learn 
from DeVito, from Schrader. I mean, he, he would have already gotten that, but you just get a head start on this whole thing. And for him, it's a bummer because I don't think he ever got a high school season, correct, out in California? No, he did not. He was supposed to play in, in the winter. To me, the move signals two things. One, it shows me this dude wants to play college football right now. He's hungry for it. He's hungry to take that next step. And to me, that always says a little bit of something about you. And then on top of that, it also signals to me a good thing for the quarterback room because what was the number one thing Syracuse lacked at quarterback? It was depth. I mean, when Tommy went down, season was over. Season was over because there was nothing behind him. We can can say all we want about Rex. We can say all we want about Jacoby and Morgan. Listen, they had their moments, but... Overall, extremely underwhelming, and we talked at length about how the quarterback position was so far behind. This year, if a quarterback goes down, hopefully not, that's not the case, but if it does happen, there is plenty of depth now, and you're going to have a guy in Lampson who's a little more prepared than your average freshman because he is enrolling a little early. We really both like Lampson a lot, and the comparison, like Garrett Trader, has been thrown around to Eric Dungy, but... I do see some similarities, and I do like that the staff is recognizing or realizing it seems like that dual threat is good for this program. Dual threat is probably a good direction to go. Dual threat is good for football. Can we just say that right now? Yeah. Dual threat (laughs) is good for football. Look at every quality quarterback in the NFL right now. Look at every quality quarterback in in college football. For the most part, it's probably like 90% of them are dual threat guys. No doubt. That, that's where the game's heading. You watch Jalen Hurts play well the other week for, for the Eagles. Just guys like that definitely have more of a place. Look at the guy on the other the side of that matchup, too, Kyler Murray. Right, yeah. So, I mean, this I was about to say this is probably as good as I've felt about the quarterback room in a while, but I, I stopped myself from saying that just because we did have one of the better quarterbacks in program history just leave. It just feels like it was forever ago for a lot of other reasons, but... When you had Dungey and DeVito, the quarterback room was great. Since then, though, there has not been depth in the quarterback room. And that has been a very, very concerning thing because they've had injuries on injuries at that position, and probably partially because of the offensive line play. So I'm excited about the fact that you now have, like you said, we haven't even mentioned Jacoby and Morgan, Dylan Markowitz, and who knows what Rex is doing. I don't, haven't heard anything, but I don't really know if he will factor in much. Seems like he'll probably move on. The point is... There's five guys that I like in this quarterback room right now, which is not every day you can say that. Right. It's just the depth. The depth, depth, depth. It, because we talked about this when it happened in season. We In college football, it's not like the NFL, where if your starter goes down, well, you're probably done for the year. Like, when the 49ers lost Jimmy Garoppolo, season was pretty much over, right? But in college football, it's so much different because the drop-off between starter to backup I mean, you're grooming that backup usually to be the next starter. That's not how it works in the NFL. You're not grooming that backup necessarily, unless it's a rookie, to be that next starter. So you're doing that in college football. And we saw Syracuse, the drop-off. I mean, it was like jumping off the Grand Canyon, it felt like, when you went from Tommy DeVito to Rex Culpepper. And I guess you took a step up probably a little bit with Jacoby and Morgan, but... That's not how it is in college football. When you lose your starter, there's usually a capable guy behind, and Syracuse just didn't have that last year. But this year, if if you've got all three of those guys in your quarterback room, I'm feeling pretty good 
God willing, if, if there's not an injury that, but even if there is, that there can be competence behind uh, the guy that would go down. So the other news that came out this week, Nikeem Johnson, this is kind of a bummer, is going into the transfer portal. Obviously, best wishes to him. I saw he tweeted out that he graduated from Syracuse the other day and got his uh, cap and gown and everything. I guess he, so you don't even congratulations really to that. him as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's awesome that, that he graduated. And a guy that I'll miss, I mean, really was a, a fun player, was great in that 2018 season, kind of fizzled a little bit because of injuries and other stuff, but he gets a second-team All-ACC nod this year for being a, a returner and a special teams guy. He has four touchdowns this year. Felt like he looked more like himself this past year, and he does leave kind of a hole in terms of the slot receiver position going forward. So it's kind of a bummer that, that he's moving on, but I totally understand it. I think we're going to have to see some of the freshman receivers step up next year, and the thing with Nikeem he was, like you said, he was awesome in that 2018 season with Dungy and the trip to the Camping World Bowl. But I don't even think Fizzle does it justice what happened with Nikeem Johnson. I mean, he was just unbelievably underwhelming. He has 41 receptions two seasons ago. And then in the last two seasons, 2019 and 2020, he combines for 39 total. And to me, it just, I don't know what it was because you're looking at a guy who was an absolutely quality, quality piece and an essential piece. He was a guy who was the 3A, 3B along with Taj Harris in that 2018 season. And then you see him just kind of disappear from the entire mix moving forward. So it's disappointing to to see a guy like him leave. I thought that him and Tommy were really going to have some sort of connection the in 2019 and 2020. And my basis of that is mostly off of the game he had against UNC when Tommy hit him on a couple dimes down the field. So I thought that was going to be a stellar connection that came in in the same class too. But it just never really panned out after that 2018 season. Yeah, I think a lot of it was the injuries that he dealt with, honestly. He just did not look like he had a burst in that 2019 season especially. But he's a good returner, and I think he'll he'll find a power five stop next. I, I would be surprised. Definitely, yeah. If, he, if not a if power five, it's going to be one of those better yeah. group of five teams. It, it'll be like a, a Cincinnati or something like that. Some, someone good will we'll find a spot for him. As far as the wide receiver room and where the position is left now without him, and really, you also lose Aaron Hackett this year. So I was thinking about it. You lose six touchdowns out of your 15 receiving touchdowns from last year, which is kind of a bummer. Nikeem four, Hackett had two. The others were Luke Benson with two, Queely with two, and then Taj with five. I wonder now if they will have any inkling to maybe think about moving Taj to the slot because I feel like Queely is best on the outside. You also have Hendricks coming back. Haven't really seen it from him yet, but we know there's talent there. There are some options at the slot in Courtney Jackson and Sherrod Johnson, and I think even Pena could play the slot a little bit, the running back, if you wanted him to. Cooper Lutz also. Yeah, that's another option. I mean, and I I like the freshmen coming in. I really like Hatcher and Alford is returning, but those guys are outside guys. Ronda Getson too. Yeah, right. I mean, they have options in this wide receiver There's going to need to be – you're going to need to see someone step up in, in that receiving room, and we've been promised Ed Hendricks for years now, right? And that's, I think, one of the big names that you're going to have to see step up because, again, it is a a depleted receiving room. And you bring up Taj Harris as a guy who could maybe move to the slot. I I might even throw his name as a guy who might be moving on to the NFL. He might be a guy that's not in 
this room going into next season. I mean, remember well, how, be, remember tough. how, yeah, but remember how desperately he was pleading at the beginning of the season. I need this season for my mama. Well, that could have been, I need this season so I can put something on tape so I can go to the NFL. And will he get drafted? I don't know. I don't have the the mock drafts in front of me, and if he is going to get drafted, I don't think they've done the, the the mock drafts that go into the fifth through seventh rounds quite yet. So I don't know what's going to happen, but we've seen it happen before where Syracuse receivers leave early. And Tristan Jackson, he was undrafted, but he somehow found his way onto the Rams roster, and that might be something that Taj Harris, who knows, maybe he goes to the combine too and has a really good combine performance. Like, that's something that is not out of the question because we've seen some fantastic talent out of him during his time at Syracuse. Yeah, I, I think we talked about this before. I don't really see him in the NFL long-term, and I, I would be pretty bummed if he did make that decision just because, like you said, I don't have the But it doesn't press, mean but... he won't make it. I'm just throwing it yeah. out there. It's It's definitely a possibility right now. Right, and I hope that's not the case because if you lose him, then you're really you would have to get a grasp. You're screwed. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, and and that's not out of the question either because remember, yeah, Dino has cast a lot of lines into recruiting. So is he going to be able to rekindle some of these relationships that he's had in the past with some of these receivers? And listen, it's a very marketable, marketable place to go and, and play receiver. I mean, he can point to a couple All-Americans. He can point to some of his prior work at some of his previous stops. So there is plenty of of intrigue, I think, with the Syracuse program, if you are a, a transfer receiver. No doubt. I, I do think they will definitely explore that. If Hendricks steps up, though, you would I think you would think about Taj at the slot next year, assuming he comes back, because then you want to get Hendricks, Queeley, and Taj on the field as much as possible together, because those would head and shoulders be your your three top guys. And really, if any of these guys that we mentioned at the outside spot step up, whether it's an Alford, a Hatcher, who I really like, and then you got Gadsden, you got Kendall Long as well coming in as an outside guy. So there's definitely going to be some moving around there. And like you said, you need someone to step up, but I wonder if it if it benefits Taj to just move into the slot, considering he is a little more slender anyway. Right. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what Dino does. I think Taj is probably better suited on the outside just because he's a burner down the field. I think he operates better down the sidelines than he would up the seams too. So that's another thing to consider. And, and listen, you're going to, I think you're going to get better tight end play next season I, I i really do between benson and you've also got another guy coming in and landed morris those are some guys that they're the the prototypical tight ends that you see and that you're drafting on your fantasy teams these days aaron hackett is kind of the old school tight end who's going to do some blocking for you and also go out and be a red zone guy but these other guys are what i like to call they, they can play in the other 80 yards of the field like a guy like hackett is best suited in the red zone but the other 80 yards, I think Benson and I think Landon Morris are guys that I think can be successful in that area. All right, well, we will wrap it there for the week. Happy holidays to everyone. Hope you guys enjoy maybe a Zoom meeting with your family or something just throughout this Also, if you get any season. orange gifts, if you get any orange, yeah, like a, a sweatshirt or, or a t-shirt or whatever, jersey, whatever, hats, Send a picture to us, tweet them at us, and we'd love to retweet them and show some orange love. So if you are getting any orange gifts, or if you're giving any orange gifts, be sure to send a tweet to us at LO underscore Syracuse. 
Yeah, no doubt. Maybe well, you can even write a poem about it too, because the poems are still coming in <laughs> hot and heavy. We got another one today. I, I'm really? gonna be honest. I have not listened to a single one. So there are videos that that are tweeted at us of someone reciting poetry. I really should be listening to these videos. You know what we should do? We should play one on the next uh, episode. When we're back yeah. from Christmas, we're gonna play one of those poems. Maybe maybe we'll play more than one of those poems. Well, with the team missing, now it's official. UNC postponed as well. Basketball. I'm so bummed about that. It's just next week I, might, we just week. It. might just be poetry week. Might just be poetry week. It might send be. us your well, poems. <laughs> exactly. Keep sending them, and and maybe we'll eventually listen. We we should be listening if people are sending them. But anyway, tweet at us at lo underscore Syracuse. You can find us there. Happy holidays, everyone, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh.